0: As we appear before you. Don't let anyone live without your touch. In the name of Jesus Christ. For what we did on Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, today, so far, we say thank you. May your name be praised forever. If there is anyone in this service today who has not said to you, Lord, answer the altar call as Lord and Savior, please let them be convicted. Let them be saved. If there is any backslider today, let them return home. If there is anyone in the valley of indecision today, Father, appear to them honor your name in our midst and just glorify yourself in Jesus name we have prayed amen amen put your hands together for Jesus the living God thank you so much you look so wonderful that is our tomorrow please put your hands together for the youth may the Lord preserve you keep you make your life beautiful in Jesus name We've been talking about the God that we want to know. We started this discussion on the 25th of April. And today, we are still on the knowledge of knowing God. Or the path of knowing God. We said... That coming to church is not sufficient as evidence of any person knowing God, paying your tithe, giving your offering, redeeming your pledges, or the fact that you are born by a pastor or men and women of God does not presuppose that you know God we gave reference the house of Eli, the children of Eli, that God himself said they are children of Belial. In other words, their parents were pastors. They don't know God. They have no knowledge of God. They were driving people away from God. And we did say the true knowledge of God is when you seek him and not in X. Psalms 42, verse 1 to 2, my heart's longer for thee as the heart longs for water. We gave example of Moses, who had been with God for 40 years, and claimed in Exodus 33, verse 11, that God Should reveal himself unto him. We gave example of Apostle Paul, who had great knowledge of God by reason of 2 Corinthians 12, 7, who still said he does not know God. And Apostle Paul actually said, One thing I run after is to know him. According to Philippians chapter 3, verse 10 to 15, and he says that he, all his desire is to know God. And we did say in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 13 to 14, that the whole essence of man is to know him. That was more or less our folks' discussion on the last day. Jeremiah nine twenty three. we did say that the whole lesson, anybody claiming to be anything, is to claim he has knowledge of God. And we look at Moses, how close Moses walked with God, and yet Moses said he did not know him. And we prove that it's because, according to Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, that God revealed himself from glory to glory and that you can never tie him down to one spot to say you know him and then we move on to the other Sunday where we talked about the experience of Abraham uh, in given that was our Thanksgiving Sunday and knowing God through the knowledge of Jehovah who is Jehovah Jehovah we look at John chapter 21 and then verse 14 to 17, where Peter was approached again by God to prove to him, if you love me, you wouldn't be doing what you are doing. Loved me more than this. And three times, the third time, Peter broke down, that God could be asking him if actually he loved him. Then we look at the example of Cain and Abel. How Cain killed his brother Abel, because Abel has a disposition of better love for God. and we went on to look at how Abraham was called by God to sacrifice his only begotten son. And we now say that in Second Timothy chapter two, verse 19, we can't deceive God. God knows those who are his. And then Philippians chapter four. Verse 19, we are told that when you know God, you can boast, my God, but my God. It is now a question of personal knowledge. Then we look at David vis-a-vis Solomon, when God said to David that, David, you will not build a house for me because your hand has shed so much blood. And David insisted, all right, if I can't build a house for you, I know how to go around about it. I will provide everything for the building of the house. And then we went as far as saying that um, Solomon and David uh, performed excellent wonders in terms of the material things. Then we move to the other Sunday where we talk about the knowledge of of god as the sovereign god which was last sunday that god is sovereign and uh, he can kill he can make alive, he can do anything we talked about the power of god over life we look at psalms 39 verse 4 to 6 and wondering whether god should not actually tell us how long we should live on the surface of the earth because when you see the pleasure of life, you see the pain of life and all of that. And then we went as far as talking about how is it that you and me are redeemed. So we look at the case of Apostle Paul. A very, as had it before his redemption, that he was a very wicked man. He was doing so much wickedness to the people of God. it it, it doesn't matter whether they are male or female and he will get them arrested and put them in prison but they had an encounter with God and God brought him back to himself and told him we have an assignment for him then we ended up last Sunday by looking at mercy we look at how could God have had mercy on people like Apostle Paul how could God have had mercy on people like me and people like you And we look at Ahab. Ahab, a very wicked king, more wicked than all the kings that were before him. And not only was that not sufficient enough for Ahab, Ahab went and married a a witch in the person of Jezebel. Because anybody who will be killing and be looking for blood is a witch. So Jezebel wrote a letter to people who will kill Naboth and took his vineyard and handed it over to the husband. And when the husband was to go and take possession, God sent a messenger to him that, Oh, now you have killed, and you think that I will not see you. I see you, and God delivered a message of judgment unto him. And we went on to say that the moment that message of judgment was delivered, Ahab realized that the end has come. But Ahab did something that was very uncommon. Ahab went before God in humility, and God made a statement. He said, look at the way Ahab humbled himself. Look at how he became so solemn, so humbled, so... Uh, uh, what, how do you put it now? What is the adjective? He became so sober. He became so sober. And God now said, all right, Ahab, I will not punish you during your lifetime, I will transfer the punishment made for you to your children. And we we went, you know, we are talking about knowledge of God, and we now wonder, why would God do that? But God, and I will explain it to you, I will prove it to you in the word of God today. Now we look at David, and we compare the sins of David, what David did vis-à-vis what Ahab did. That what David did and King Saul did, that David killed a man, gave him a letter of suicide, and sent him to the war front that led to his death, took his wife, impregnated the wife, and had a child, and then sat over it, thinking that God did not see. In actual fact, when after he did that, the last sentence, the last word in uh, second, second Samuel chapter 11, the last word, the last verse, the Bible says, can I, put it, can I have it on the board? Second Samuel chapter 11, verse, uh, the last verse. The Bible says what David did displeased God so much. God was so displeased. God was so angry with David. Yet, and when the money was passed, David went and fetched her to his house and she became his wife and bear him a son. But the thing that David did, had displeased the lord god was very angry with david and despite all of that that god was very angry with david we realized that in second Samuel chapter 7 and when we read from verse 15 that we quoted last sunday especially verse 18 and 19 that god said that he is forgiven david and that he will not remove his mercy from david and that even David offended him, that he would he would take a cane and cane him, and that he would not remove his mercy from David. And we are wondering why would God do that? When you compare what David did and what uh, King Saul did, that King Saul was only asked by Samuel in Second Samuel in First Samuel chapter ten, verse eight, wait for me for seven days. Samuel did not wait. In, second, in First Samuel chapter 13, when you read from Acts 13, 7 to 13, 10 to thirteen, Second 2 Samuel 13, 1 Samuel 13, 10 to 13, the Bible says, after Samuel appeared and it was realized that David, King Saul did not wait, the kingdom was taken away from him on mere disobedience. So we were wondering, what kind of mercy? does God show to one person and show it to another. Now, in Matthew chapter 13, Jesus told us a parable. And the parable was the parable of the sower. I wanted you to to do something this morning. Maybe I will ask ask you to do it. It was the parable of the sower. Now, after The category of the soil, the seed on the wayside, on the rock, and among thorns, and on a good ground. Jesus made a statement, I think in verse 11, he said, the disciples came to him and said, Why are you speaking to us in the ways and manners? Why don't you speak to us direct? Why can't you speak to us in the language that we can understand? and jesus made the statement he said to you and that is to all of you who are sitting there this morning listening to me it is given unto you to understand the things of the kingdom because you are the children of the kingdom you must understand the purpose and plans of god for your life but today it is not so given to them it's not so given um constrained by time i will wait till next sunday to do what i wanted us to ask us to do i will wait till next sunday but i will use the little time that i have left if i can wherever i stop i will stop now can i have on the notice board i want to go to the work of today i'm still talking about mercy and i have given you a summary why god we have mercy On my brother, who is seated before me, who was caught for armed robbery. And I stole five naira. He was caught for armed robbery. He killed in the process of armed robbery. I didn't kill anybody. But I stole five naira. And instead of, when judgment was to be passed by God, God had mercy on him. And he didn't have mercy on me. Do you understand what I'm saying? He committed armed robbery. He stole. He killed. I only stole five Naira. So we want to see why God will do that. Can I have Romans chapter 9? I want to give you a mystery. I want to decode some things to you. I want to reveal some things to you. Though, if you remember the background statement that I made to you in the course of these teachings, I said, I, the person teaching you, I don't know God. But before I arrived here this morning, I told God, reveal yourself. Because I don't know you, but showcase yourself, show yourself whom you are. There is a case that is in the Bible we are not likely to know the total thing about it until we get to heaven. Because he only revealed a little to us about it. But let's start. And I will probably prefer New Living Translation over it. It's a long passage and we are going to start from verse 8. Romans chapter 9 verse 8. This means that Abraham's physical descendants are not necessarily children of God. Only the children of the promise are considered to be Abraham's children. For God had promised, I will return about this time next year and Sarah will have a son. This son son was our ancestor Isaac. When he married Rebekah, she gave birth to twins. Please listen to me as you are following me carefully. But before they were born, before they were born, before they had done anything good or bad, before they were born, while they were still in the womb, while their mother still carried them, she received a message from God. This message shows that God chooses people according to his own purpose. The message that the mother received is evident that God chooses people according to his own purpose. Now, stop there. Give me Malachi chapter 1. And I will read to verse verse 1 to 3. Malachi chapter 1. Quick. This is the message that the Lord gave to Israel through the prophet Malachi. I have always loved you, says the Lord. But you said, Really? How have you loved us? And the Lord replies, this is how I showed my love for you. I love your ancestors, Jacob. But I rejected his brother, Esau, and devastated his hill country, and I told Esau's inheritance to a desert for Jakar. <laughs> I rejected his brother, Esau, And I devastated the inheritance of Esau. And I turned his inheritance to deserts for jacquas. Now go back to Romans chapter 9. And where you stopped. In King James, God said, I hate Esau. The word hate is a very strong word. When somebody tells you he hates you, you know the deep meaning of, why could you say you hate me? What is it that I have done that you say you hate me? You hate me. Ah. So God said, while the babies were still in the womb, the Bible says they have not done anything wrong. They have not committed any offense they have not done anything wrong they were still in the womb god said i hate Esau, even when he was still in the womb oh god and i will tell you why god said so i i am not likely to be able to you and me we are not likely to be able to know the stand of god until we get to heaven Over this matter. Over God. Who are you? I don't know why God chose you out of your family. I don't know why. My late wife, I married her from a background family that was totally Muslims. And it will take God to convert anybody. She came out of that Muslim background as a very devoted Christian. It pleased the Almighty to bring her out. The rest of the family, up to the time I'm talking to you now, they have not seen light. There is no prayer we have not prayed for them. To get salvation and light. But that is a story for another day. So, why these two people were still in the womb? The Bible said, God said, I don't like Esau. I hate him. God was the one that created him. He spoke about Esau's career and future and destiny. He said, I will make the inheritance of Esau for the Jakars, And that will be his inheritance. So, why we have a journey on this passage of the bible follow me with patience and be very very attentive there is a place I'm taking you and it's mystery God said it is given unto you to have an understanding of the kingdom while you are in the kingdom so next verse Bring it back, bring it back to verse 11. But before they were born, before they had done anything good or bad, she received a message from God. This message shows that God chooses people according to his own purpose. Next verse He calls people, but not according to their good or bad works. God calls people not on the basis of the good or the bad work that they have done. She was told your older son that you will give birth to will serve your younger son. In, in, in the context of our tradition, can and tie in is the is the eldest, is the elder. Why Taye is the younger brother. Is that not so? In the Yoruba tradition, they said can they sent Taye to the world to go and text the world, how the world is like should I come, should I not come? So that he was the one that sent him. That is just for law what do you call it now? Folklore theory. But it appears it aligns with this. So, your older brother will serve the younger brother. In the words of the scriptures, I love Jacob. I rejected Esau. Can I have that same passage in King James? As it is written, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. Why will God hate a man that he created? We have a journey, and I will tell you. I will tell you who Esau is, the future of Esau, why God hated him. Verse 14. Verse 14, let Let's I'm going to verse 26. Are we saying, and now this is the question that God poses to you. Are we saying then that God is on fear or was on fear? <laughs> Listen, the father of Esau pregnated the wife one night. The pregnancy that led to the conception, excuse me, the relationship that led to the conception of Esau and Jacob was one act of Isaac. Not twice, not another night. The woman just realized, I am pregnant. And the babies in my womb, they are twins and god decided to choose one of those twins while they were still in the womb. and god said i hate this other one but i like this other one excuse me the question i want to ask god is not, why did god not leave the one he hated and leave him in heaven when you he already knew what was going to become on earth but god gives me an answer god gives me an answer can we go on In verse 14, for God said to Moses, I will have mercy to anyone I choose. I will have mercy to anyone I choose. And I will show compassion to anyone I choose. Hmm. Verse 16. So it is God who decides to show mercy. If you shows mercy to me, that is sin. If he does not show mercy to me, that is sin. So we can neither choose it nor work for it. So mercy does not come by work. Hello, someone. Mercy does not come by work. For the scripture says. <laughs> that God told Pharaoh I have appointed you for this very purpose of displaying my power i will be coming back to this next sunday i will be talking about the power of god next sunday if we can be able to finish mercy today i will be coming to this passage next sunday i w- i created you for this purpose To show my power in you to spread my fame through the entire earth. Let me let me introduce you here. In Genesis 15, God said to Abraham, He said, I will give you a son. And as at that time, Abraham was 75 years old. So God made a promise: I will give you a son. And not a son, I will give you children. I will give you children. And your children, if you can count the sound by the seat side, so shall your children be. If you can count the stars that is in this car, so shall your children be. Abraham, as at that time, was 75 years old. Ah, Abraham said, you want to give me children as much as that? What is the proof? Show me the proof. That you give me children. And God said, Oh, you are doubting me. All right, this is the evidence. The children I will give to you, they will go on slavery for 400 years. Because you doubted me. When those children come, they will be in bondage for 400 years. But this is what amazes me about God. God said, For those 400 years, I will use a nation called Egypt to punish them. Egypt will punish them for 400 years. They will be in slavery. But the day they depart, I only use Egypt to punish them. But the day they depart, Egypt will get their own punishment. I'm using Egypt as a weapon to train them to kill them but they should realize that it is not in their power to kill the children of god if they are arrogant that oh these people have been subject to slavery for 400, 400 years they themselves will deserve punishment i will punish them you can read it genesis 15 i think verse 5 and 6. but that is not the message for today i tie it down and i leave it there now Therefore, God said in Romans chapter 9, verse 17, He said, For this purpose I created failure that my name may be honored. And God, God said, I want to demonstrate my power. I want the world to know I am the Almighty. I will create a man called failure, I will harden him. He will not listen to me. If if there is any attempt for him to listen to me, I will hardly mean the more. He will to listen to me. I will hardly mean the more. He will disobey me. He will not listen to me. Then I will prove to the world that this is the reason why I created him. I will come back to that. So, in verse 18, see, talking about this issue of mercy. So you see god chooses to god chooses to show mercy to some and he chooses to harden the hearts of others so they refuse to listen Uh -uh. i will repeat that so look when you come to church every sunday you know your character you know your behavior you know you have your private life. Nobody knows. Pastor does not know. Nobody is following you. You know how you follow the other six You know how you make an arrangement. You know all that you did. You know all of them. God now brought you to church on Sunday. And he wants to have mercy on you. Because of all that you have been doing. Ordinarily, when you hear the word of God, you respond. And you say, ah, so God knows these things that I've been doing. Wow. And then, when the altar call is made, you raise up your hand. And you say, Lord, I am sorry for all these things that I've been doing. I didn't know you know them. I repent of them and all of that. Are you aware in the church? When we say, raise up your hand, if you want to surrender your life to Jesus now, because you know yourself, nobody knows you, you'll be seen like this. The devil is saying, God is saying, raise it up. The devil is saying, bring it down. Raise it up. Bring it down. Raise it up. In some cases, last Sunday, some people gave their life. We called them out. They didn't come. They claimed they gave their life. We called them out to pray for them, to help them. They didn't respond. So God said, I choose to harden their hearts so that they will refuse to do what? To listen to me. Verse 19. So you see, where then, I like the way the Bible puts it, where then, you might say, why does God blame people for not responding? Haven't they simply done what he makes them to do why is god blaming anybody for not responding why why then the next verse no don't say that don't say that who are you to say that you are a mere human being you want to argue with god Should the thing that was created say to the one who created it, why have you made me this way? (laughs) Oh, Lord God. Oh, Lord God. Jeremiah chapter 18, when you read from verse 1 to 6, in verse 6, God concluded, is that you are a clay in my hand if you have gone to the house of a potter who is making clay to make a pot god said jeremiah go to the house of a potter i want to show you something he went to the house of the potter when he got there he said just watch look at what the potter is doing so as the potter is molding Molding, he will break down, he will rebuild, he will break down, he will rebuild. If he, if he puts it in a shape that he doesn't like, he breaks it down again, he, he tears it up, and he removes it, and all of that. God said, said, you are like that in my hand. I can make you to be anything. I will come back to power. I don't want to talk about power now when the head of Nebuchadnezzar was so bloated and Nebuchadnezzar said by my hand, I am what I am God said Eh-heh. so you are what you are by your power and God made the statement he said you will know that God reigns in the affairs of men after I have done with you by that time, you will come to the realization that there is a God in heaven. While he was in the palace, moving up and down, admiring everything he has, the voice of God came. saying, your day is up. From today, the kingdom of from you, you will go to the bush and you will be eating with animals for the next seven years. By the time when you realize it to your senses, That God reigns, though in heaven, he reigns and rules in the affairs of men, you acknowledge me as God. You know, when you read Daniel chapter 4, and you read from verse 34 to 37, Daniel said, excuse me, Nebuchadnezzar said, "Ah, after seven years, my senses return to me, and I know there is a God in heaven who reigns and rules in the affairs of men. After seven years. Acts 20 of Romans chapter 9. I'm going to Acts 26. I can't finish up to Acts 33. That is where I'm supposed to end. But I said, I will tie it up. I'm talking about mercy. I don't know why God redeemed us. The reason why God redeemed us, the patience, why God redeemed us is a mystery. And I will show you in the word of God. Don't say that. Who are you? A mere human being to argue with God Should the thing that was created Say to the one who created it Why have you made me so? In verse 21 What I have just told them When a potter makes jar out of a clay Does he have a right to use the same lump Or clay to make one jar for decoration And another one to throw to garbage? Does he have a right? Don't forget we are querying God why he, would, why he hated Esau and loved Jacob. God is giving explanations. Are you, are you listening to me? God is saying, ah, come on. I created the two of them. I, God, created the two of them. created the two of them sorry for those who do not understand the way I desire or I feel is the way I will treat my plates my very precious plates that are in my house some I can use to pack beans some I can use very precious to remain on my dining table and God asks a question, can you query the owner of that place? you can't query it and God said, why should you query me? Whom I love, whom I hate. Verse 23. He does this to make the riches of his glory shine brighter on those to whom he chose mercy, who were prepared in advance for glory. He does this to show the riches of his glory, to make it brighter, To those to whom mercy are met, who was prepared in advance for glory. Ha! That is deep. But let's move on to verse 24, so that, because I have overshot my time. And we are among, we, 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 we are among those whom he selected, both from the Jews and from the Gentiles. You remember, Jesus was asked the question by the Samaritan woman. Ah, Jesus, we've been waiting for you. You are a miracle worker. My son is sick. Matthew 15, reading from verse 21 to 26 or 27. Matthew 15, reading from verse 21. The Bible says... Jesus said to the woman that children's meats are not given to dogs. The gospel of Jesus that eventually came to us as our own inheritance Jesus said I am sent to the Jews and not to the Gentiles. This is the mystery I'm showing you. I am sent to the Jews not to the Gentiles. How come the inheritance of the Jews is brought to us, the Gentiles. As God said, the long suffering of Him enduring the children of Israel. We will see it later in the later part of that, Romans chapter 9. Brings the privilege of the gospel unto us. People like you and me, ordinarily, should not be in Christ. It's a mystery that God saved us. And I'm talking this morning about why should God show mercy to David and not show mercy to King Saul. You remember that is where we started this journey from. You also remember, and I'm just tying it up, giving you explanations. Because the story of David... The story of King Saul, when you put on imaginary scale, this is the way it treated It looks like so much injustice, but with God, God said there is no injustice within, there is no unrighteousness within. If you read King James version, the question that was asked is: Are you saying that God is unjust? Are you saying that God is unrighteous? To say he hated someone, he said, no, he said, it is because of election. King James, not New Living Translation that I'm reading, King James says, no, it is because of election. What is election? That God predestinated, made up his mind. Ephesians chapter 1, when you read from verse 4 to 11, the Bible says, before the foundations of the earth, the Lord had decided In verse 11, the Bible said, God decided before the foundations of the earth to inherit us as a people to himself. Ephesians, you can show it. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God, for he chose us in advance. In advance, as he made everything work out according to his plan. You can read it from verse 4 down to 11. You can see what is called predestination. You are not just in the kingdom at this time without the eternal purpose and plans of God over your life. I want you to go back to Romans because I want to tie it down to verse 26 and I will stop there today. Verse 24 Now concerning us we are the Gentiles. Please take note of this. Concerning us, the Gentiles, God in the prophecy of Hosea, those who were not my people, we were not originally the people of God, and it's a mystery. I will now call them my people, and I will love those whom I and I will love those whom I did not love before. In verse twenty-six and then at the place where they were told you are not my people there they will be called the children of the living god i might come back over this you know what the long suffering i was in israel i was in israel Over a year ago, I went from U.S. We were in a bar where we were having our lunch. And God just moved me to want to minister to a Jew the supposed first child of God. God said, Jacob is my first child. The supposed first child of God. I will now say We came on pilgrimage. We want to introduce Jesus to you. You say, Jesus? Jesus is your own. What bothers me about Jesus? We don't don't know Jesus here. Ah. A Jew! The Bible says the long-suffering, the patience of God, the endurance of God brought this gospel. Why? He's waiting for them. Because we are not part Of the original commonwealth of Israel. But by grace. When grace appeared. Unto us. It brought salvation. Unto us. So. When you are talking about. Why. God should have mercy. On. David. As opposed to. King Saul. Why should God have mercy. On him. Because of election, not of works, not because you pay tight. And this is why I'm saying to you that you cannot totally understand God. Romans, is it 11, 21, the Bible said God is deep and his ways is so deep that you cannot find him out. The Bible says the ways of God is so deep. Any attempt to know God, (laughs) I put off. lost his son I was there to greet him but I didn't see him I didn't see mommy I spent three hours in their house those who are able to see daddy at times when daddy will speak daddy said as a doctor a boxer, a professional boxer, because he used to be a boxer. Is that a boxer? Is that the jar when the opponent is about to knock you down? Is that the jar that will bring you down? Usually a boxer do not see it. If he sees it, he will have done it. You know what that I means? It's not everything that God reveals to man. Even at that level of his, even at that level of his, Elijah with Gehazi, they were in the house of the trunamite woman after the woman has entertained the man of god ah you know elijah now you know elijah very well who called down fire from heaven who looked at Ahab the king and said it is your father's house that is troubling israel who killed 400 prophets of baals who parted river jordan who woke up the dead who oh, healed Naaman? Oh, he said to Naaman, "No, it was Elijah that he Naaman." But Elijah, after the woman entertained her, entertained him. The woman, "What can we do for you? Do we speak on your behalf to the king?" The king there is not ordinary king. I believe Elijah was talking about the King of Kings, God. What is your need? Elijah did not know the need of the woman that is cooking for him. Gehazi, you know Gehazi now? Gehazi said, ah, Oga, okay. Allah, you know yabi, But what if you're doing? You know what you're doing? You're doing It was Gehazi of all people. Gehazi was the one that held or held the staff of Elisha to go and wake up the child that was dead. The staff of Elisha could not walk in the hands of Gehazi, yet God could speak through him. When there was a pastor in Numbers chapter 21 who was not listening to God, a whole pastor, who was having the vision, revelation, and everything? God said, Uh-uh, you have become too arrogant. You are no longer listening to me. All right, I will prove to you that I'm the Almighty God. The axe that you are riding as a horse will be speaking like you. I'm talking about God. I'm just talking about God. So, what is that saying? Where are we in Romans chapter 9? Because I want to round up. Uh, my timekeeper has come to stay there several times. And they are the place where they say, we are not his people. God said, I will call them my what? My children. Oh. The question I want to pose to you before you go home is this. Is God unrighteous? What we have had this morning about two children of the same parents. Is God a wicked God? Is God an unrighteous God? Maybe when we come back next week, by the grace of God. By the grace of God. I will be able to tell you, this purpose of election... Whom God chooses, whom God rejects. I mean, you all remember it started even from Genesis. In Genesis chapter 4, when you read from verse 1 to 7, two children of the same parents, after one another, Cain and Abel, God said, I reject Cain and I love Abel. Sir, I want to say something to somebody who is listening to me this morning. You are here. God loves you. Don't abuse the love. Don't get out of his will. Don't run out. Don't misbehave. Don't do, don't do anything that would make him angry again. Humble yourself. Live righteous. Live holy. Live pure. Don't pursue unnecessary wealth that is ungodly. Don't do anything that is condemnable. Don't do anything without the fear of God. Honor your wife. Bless your children. Do according to the will of God, the word of God. God loves you. If you go out of that will, give me Psalm 95. Psalm 95. I will come back to Psalm ninety-five next Sunday, but I don't know which verse now. Can I have verse eight? Verse eight. Verse eight. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Now, okay, let's start from here. Having he know your heart, as in the day of provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. Now, go to the next verse. When your fathers tempted me and proved me and saw my work. Next verse. Forty years long was I angry with the generation. In my Bible, I underlined the word forty years. Now, when you go to New Living Translation, the Bible says, God said these people provoke me for forty years every day. I'm speaking over and once in a while when I moved. Can you have my dad on for 40 years? 40 years. Not 40 days. 40 years. So you are here. God has been tolerating your life. God has been accommodating you. And you think that God does not know the forbearance of God, the long-suffering of God and you think god does not know you are like that generation you hide in your heart and don't say no don't do that and you know what he said they are the people who now for 40 years i was angry with them and i said look at what god says what he said go okay let me read this and then you go back to new limit to, you go back to king james this is where i will end this message for 14 years, I was angry with them. And I said, there are people whose heart turned away from me. Their case is finished. They refuse to do what I tell them. And what followed? God followed, verse 11. Unto whom I swear God said, then I swore by myself.. <laughs> oh Lord, You it the message you are hearing to make you to be afraid? God said, "I swear in my anger that they will not enter into my rest. And those people that God swore, they didn't take the promised land. Excuse me, sir. Can you? Okay, I think it's clear enough. New Living Translation. Give me verse 9. nine new Living Translation. For their, for their your ancestors texted and tried my patience. Did you see that? Why are you trying the patience of God? Even though they saw everything that I did. Why are you behaving as if God does not exist? It is on that note that we end today's message. The title of today's message is Lord, let me know Know you. This is the fourth Sunday on this topic. We don't know when we will stop. We don't know where God is taking us. But he will be evolving. He will be revealing. I will be talking if i tie down to this today maybe i will be talking about the power of god next week want to see how much do we know of the power of god excuse me sir even as a human being god can still make you to be like a dog he has the power okay if you are talking about, oh, not a physical dog, you see people that are eating the dustbin, they are human beings inside those beings. Do you know prophecy has come out before? People who live in Koyi, who live in Koyi, who have house in Koyi, everything, after they have eaten their wife's food, they will still go to the dustbin and eat. Are bear a body. Is that not madness? Somebody who built his house in Ikoyi, who is eating salad, prepared by his wife, goes to the best hotel, travel by first class, after finishing supper, he will still go to a dustbin to go and eat. The Bible says God gives them a reprobate mind to do the things that are not right. Rise right, up. As I told you before, I want you to lift up your voice unto God say, Father, I thank you because I've heard your word. Just open your mouth and thank him. The message has ended for today. Open your mouth. It's time to talk to God. Just tell him, Lord, I thank you for hearing your word. I don't think that is difficult for you to pray about. Lord, thank you for hearing your word. Thank you for hearing your word. I just want to say thank you. For hearing your word Lord, thank you For hearing your word this morning I appreciate you I give you glory I give you honor I give you worship I give you praise I give you adoration I magnify your name I bless you Why You can't appreciate God God has been speaking to you 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 don't like what God has said Appreciate him he loves you. That is why he has sent his message. That is why you are hearing him. Appreciate him. Appreciate, him. Appreciate him. Appreciate him. Appreciate him. Appreciate him. Appreciate him. Once again, the last prayer. I told you that only one prayer will be praying for now. God, let me know you. Reveal yourself to me Open your mouth and pray Father, in a way that I can know you And Father, you want me Lord, let me know you Just show me a little of yourself Help me to know you Open my eyes Open my eyes to know you Lord, I want to know you I just want to know you I want to do your will But I need to know you. I want to know you. Help me to know you. Help me. Oh Lord, I need to know you. I need to know you. So that I will not misbehave. I will not go against your will. I will not incur your wrath. I will not incur your anger. Help me to know you. Help me to know you. Let Deborah conde know you. Let my children know you. Let my wife know you. Let the members of my church know you. Let them know you. Let them know you. Them know you. Thank you so much, Father. For in Jesus wonderful name we have prayed. Uh, please let's bow down our heads bow down your heads and close your eyes my own eyes are closed ushers close your eyes everybody close your eyes everyone in this auditorium close your eyes if you dare to tempt God by opening your eyes God will respond to your temptations I have preached his word He's here he's, he's so mighty here He's right here So when I ask you to close your eyes All know that God who sent me Not me honor know the one who sent me All know the one who sent me You are here Your life could not have been worse than my own life at the time I gave my life to Jesus. If you want to ask me, I was fornicating. I was proud of it because I didn't know it was wrong. I was doing all the things that were not convenient. Even at the time I was already married. But the day my appointed time with God came, I received mercy. Today, somebody is here. It could just be one person. God has brought mercy to you. Are you going to make God to be angry again? Are you going to be tempting God that you have not listened? Are you going to be hardening your heart again as if you have not had the warning? The choice is yours. And I will not be responsible for your blood. Your blood will no longer be under my neck. When we get to heaven, God will show you the message of today that I sent somebody to you, but you refuse to obey. So if you are here, all you just want to say to God is that, Lord, have mercy on me. I need mercy.